I like to cook, and the one thing I've come to learn is that the best way to improve the flavor of any dish is to make sure you're using high-quality ingredients, which is why I love using ButcherBox to get all my meat, poultry, and fish products. They are far and away the best option out there, so if you haven't yet ordered from them, I highly encourage you to give them a try today. Not only do they give you tons of options, you can get any cut you want, and it's always top of the line, but... It's also way more convenient than going to the butcher or grocery store. They always provide free delivery right to your door. They have awesome ribeyes, strip steaks, and steak tips that have all the right marbling. Chicken wings, breasts, and thighs full of flavor, and their fish is all wild caught with no additives. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs. Two pounds of ground beef or one pound of those premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash scarymysteries and use code scarymysteries to choose your free offer and get $20 off. So one more time, because this is key, new users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code SCARYMYSTERIES and get $20 off your first box. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos, Philip Frazier and the Family Cult. Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. For this week, we focus on the strange murder of Philip Frazier and the Twisted Cult who calls themselves the Family. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos. Number 1. Philip Frazier A native of Anchorage, Alaska, Philip Frazier's parents were doctors and he wanted to follow in their footsteps. To prepare, he was going to take some pre-med courses at Evergreen University in Washington State. He headed to school on June 14, 1988, driving through Canada's Yukon Territory toward the Canadian border. Once there, he was delayed because he declared he had two guns in his possession. It's illegal for Americans to possess a gun while in Canadian territory, so both items were seized and he finally cleared the Canadian border on June 17th. At the 40-mile flat cafe just south of the British Columbia border, a hitchhiker was dropped off. The owner, Gail Frockledge, and her daughter Tina were working at the time. When they saw the man, the two immediately knew something was off with him, and Tina actually commented that he looked like an escaped mental patient. Soon after, Philip pulled into the parking lot of the cafe. Gail got out to pump some gas for another customer and said hello to him, and she said he looked as if he was searching around for something he misplaced in the car. 
Meanwhile, inside the cafe, the hitchhiker had just finished his meal and paid his tab using Canadian dollars. He then walked outside towards Philip's car just before he drove away. The hitchhiker asked for a ride, and at first, Philip refused and even drove toward the road a bit before stopping and ultimately letting the mysterious hitchhiker get in. The two women from the cafe watched this happen, and Tina remarked, he's going to live to regret picking up that man. Eight hours later, Eddie and Pauline Olson from Kitwanga, Canada, stopped their vehicle to help out a stranded motorist. The man behaved strangely, but they didn't think much of it, assuming he was just scared to be stranded on such a desolate road in the middle of the night. Eddie gave this man a ride and even offered to lend him their basement bedroom for the night, to which he accepted. The next day, while at breakfast, the stranger explained to them that both his parents were doctors in Alaska and that he was on his way to study medicine in the States. He told them his name was Philip Frazier. He said he needed to leave right away and then pulled out two wallets and gave the Olsons $20 for their trouble, then left to fix his car. It turns out the problem was just a broken fan belt, so after a short time, he was on his way. Twelve hours after leaving the Olsons' home, Philip Frazier's car was found gutted and burned near a car wash 300 miles away. There was no remnants of Philip's items. In fact, not a single thing of significance was left inside. By this time, Philip was declared missing and a possible victim of homicide. Police showed composite sketches of the mysterious hitchhiker taken from the ladies at the 40 Mile Cafe and showed it to the Olsons who identified him as the man that they encountered. Initially, Frazier's family didn't believe he had been killed and thought that despite any rational explanation, he might have simply run off. However, after six weeks of searching, Philip's body was found in a gravel turnaround just behind the Olsons' home. He had been shot and killed execution style, and today the mysterious hitchhiker who passed himself off as Philip Frazier at one point has still never been found. Number 2. The Family Anne Hamilton Byrne was a yoga teacher who took pride in her appearance. But behind her external beauty was something ugly and evil, and she was the person responsible for the cult dubbed as the family. The family began in 1964, when Rainer Johnson, a well-respected British physicist and doctor, started holding meetings with himself and Anne as the hosts. The group would discuss religion and various philosophical concepts, and soon they bought property and built a meeting place called the Santa Nicotin Lodge. Mostly comprised of middle-class professionals, this group was primarily made up of nurses, doctors, and other medical professionals. Johnson recruited some of the members while others were pulled from Ann's yoga class. They would meet every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, discussing teachings from a mixture of Hinduism and Christianity. Its primary tenet was that Anne herself was the reincarnation of Jesus Christ and a living God. As the group grew, its members began to experiment with LSD and other drugs. By this time, Anne also believed that an apocalyptic war was going to happen, and she was under obligation to start gathering children and raising them up to survive in this new world. Between 1968 and 1975, the family did just that. 
They began acquiring babies initially from the members of the group, but soon expanded to adopting children using the connections of the lawyers, doctors, and other members, whose authority wouldn't be questioned, which allowed them to bypass certain processes. Once the children were in the family, their identities were changed and every effort to create a uniform look for them was implemented. A majority of the children had their hair dyed blonde, and they all dressed alike. The children were kept in a compound and homeschooled on a rural plot of land in Victoria, Australia. They were taught that their parents were Anne and Bill Hamilton Byrne, and that the other adults from the group were their aunties and uncles. Almost all the kids were prohibited from interacting with much of the outside world, and their behavior was strictly controlled. They were often subjected to harsh and strict discipline that included beatings, as well as starvation diets where food was withheld from them anywhere from three to seven days. Some of the children got so hungry that they ended up trying to eat the food given to Anne's pets. The aunties would also subject them to a form of waterboarding torture where their heads would be dunked in a bucket of water until they were close to blacking out. Then they would be asked a question, and if they didn't answer correctly, the procedure was performed again. Every time neighbors complained about what possibly was happening inside the compound, the children would be ushered inside a cramped small room that had a hole for an entrance. This small hole would then be covered up with a painting. In the instance where a child would be caught outside and asked by police officers any questions, they were given a strict script to follow or ready-made response. It wasn't until 1987 when the family was finally exposed for their abuse. Sarah, who was one of the older children, was thrown out by her adoptive mother for her rebellious behavior, and soon after she became instrumental in exposing the crimes. A raid was conducted on August 14, 1987, where the children were finally removed from the sadistic compound. Anne and Bill Hamilton Byrne then spent the next six years away from Australia and on the run, and it wasn't until June of 1993 when they were finally arrested in New York City. Despite the abuse the children went through, no concrete evidence was obtained, so the investigators had to charge them with conspiracy to defraud and registering false births. There were also other women, the aunties, who were charged with a similar crime. But in the end, the Hamilton Burns were fined just $5,000 each and never spent a single night in jail. Currently, Anne is a 95-year-old millionaire living in a nursing home with dementia. So those were two of the most mysterious and terrifying stories around. The world can be a crazy place, and Twisted Twos is sure to show you why. If you enjoyed this video, then please remember to subscribe and check out some of our other videos we know you'll love. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon.